all the time. When you look at this offense and you say, who scared opposing defenses when he was being utilized? Aaron Jones is still at the top of the list. I don't care what you know Christian Watson did over a four-game stretch. Okay, most of the time. Almond specifically up. or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts <laughs> work. It's Jason Wildy on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. We appreciate our guy Jason Wildy taking time out of his day to hang out with us knuckleheads on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. How you doing today, Jason? Well, I mean, do I really have a choice? He doesn't really. He's contracted to do it. Wow. Partners. I just assumed I, I, that you I, I, no, liked no, 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 talking no. to us. But hey, if you want to. I do. I do. I don't want it framed as I'm some sort of magnanimous, just what an unselfish guy to spend three days a week with these knuckleheads, as you put yourselves. I just want to be clear that I do it. Yes, it's an obligation, but it's an obligation I do with joy in my heart. <laughs> and I appreciate well, you guys even more than you appreciate me. Let me be very clear. I do think that your credibility takes a hit when you hang out with us so regularly. I just I just want to no. put that out there. So, like, no. that's what I'm saying. No. Like, look at this. Capital J journalist no. Jason Wildy. Jason J. No, Wildy. Get, no, 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 no. <laughs> Gabe takes... I mean, you and Chewy, sure. But Gabe takes care of the legitimacy. It's fine. It really is. <laughs> what about Ashton? <laughs> I mean, his name, his name's not on the marquee. I mean, I know he's got a really, really big title down there, and he's a big deal and everything else. But no, no, it's it's Gabe, really, that gives legitimacy to, to my appearances and, and to your program. So thanks for having me. Jason, how do you anticipate Brian Gutekunst handles the media avail today in Indianapolis at the Combine? Obviously, we were joking yesterday that questions one, two, and three will all be Aaron Rodgers related. How do you anticipate him handling those questions? You think it'll really stop after three? Nope, sure don't. Nope. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't either. Um, you know, I, I will admit that, and I don't have this very often, um, because while I spent the first 20-plus years of my career traveling to absolutely everything, every preseason game, every regular season game, every playoff game, every combine, every NFL meetings. Um, I, I don't really, at this point, with where the girls are at, I don't feel a lot of uh, disappointment or, gosh, I'm really missing out. Oh, but like FOMO. Today I am. Like a FOMO. FOMO. Yeah, FOMO. Uh, so I today I feel it a little bit. Uh, Goody, there was a lot of talk because he's done this before, uh, where he was going to actually talk before he went to the scouting combine here in green Bay, and then just do the one podium thing, uh, with all of the media that are assembled there at the Indiana convention center. And then he instead decided, and whether or not it was, uh, anxiety over being asked, do you really find Aaron Rodgers disgusting? Um, he decided to do it all at the Combine. So he's going to do his podium thing at, at 9 a.m. our time, and then later on at some point during the day, maybe right after, I don't know, he's going to sit down with all the Wisconsin media that are there and talk to them on a more extended basis. So um, I, I, am, I wish I was there. Uh, I thought about driving down on spur of the moment, and then the weather made sure that I 
thought, you know what, that's dumb. Um, so I didn't go, but I, I am very eager to see not only how he answers questions, but how they're framed. Uh, Homer and I did a little role play on Homer and Tony yesterday of, you know, how, how, how to ask Goody some of the questions that relate to the things that have cropped up uh, in the last couple of weeks. For instance, um, Goody, does it bother you that private conversations that you had with other people from other teams or people that used to work for you, uh, does it bother you that they're sharing your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers uh, publicly with other people? Um, because that doesn't give them a chance to say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't talk to, you know, you don't, if you ask him, do you talk to other people about the Packers business? He's able to say, I'm not going to answer that. But if you ask it that way, I'd be curious how he would handle it. Um, those kinds of things I really feel like I'm missing out on, but yes, I'm sure there'll, there'll be lots of Rogers questions. I know Rob Domofsky and Matt Schneidman and, and uh, Bill Huber are all thinking of ways to try and ask him questions that he can't wriggle off the hook on. Uh, I don't think Wes Hodkowitz and the Packers.com crew are going to ask those types of questions, so I think they're okay there. But it'll be really interesting to see what he says. I maintain that he is marginally, if at all, better than Ted when it comes to being open and honest and, and sharing uh, more insight with us thereby sharing more insight with the fans. I, I don't, I know that he's uh, a little slightly more charismatic uh, and uh, a little more expansive in answers, but I don't think he says anything. So I don't think he's, I don't think he's vastly different than Ted. And quite frankly, before Ted got sick, I would argue that he actually was um, more interesting and gave us more information than people realized at the time. It's because he's got sizzle, Jason. Zizzle? So uh, I've got sizzle. Continuing with the role-playing, Jason, if you were Goody and I said to you, were there stipulations put on his return? How do you think he'd answer that? Yeah, it's a gr- that's perfect. Like, uh, Or what stipulations have you put on him if he returns? Is he, um, he going to answer that stuff, or is he just – because then it's worthless. I, yeah, and, and here's the thing. Like, you know, I, and I think that – and this is not exclusive to Goody. It's not exclusive to the Packers. Um, I've told this story before where uh, we asked Mike Sherman a myriad of questions in a press conference once, and then he magically appeared uh, at my office um, on the second floor above the media auditorium and knocked on my door and came in and sat down. And then at one point he said, boy, I really gave you guys nothing today. Huh? That was great. And I said, Mike, <laughs> that's not an accomplishment, man. Like I, I, I understand that this sounds hokey, but we really are. We're the conduit between you and the fans. And yes, you've got Packers.com and whatever else, but like there's questions your fans want answered. And, and I will admit this is my number one, pet peeve because I hear this well we we do you know we do the same as other teams do in some instances we do more yeah that's true but there's only one team that loves to tell everyone how we're owned by the fans and in my opinion that puts you at a higher standard if you want to be able to use that you want to tell tell everybody the quaint story about how you got you know 360,000 shareholders or whatever the number is now that's great but then you should hold yourself to a higher standard than say the Jets do about how much they tell the media. So that's just my take. Again, my job is the same, whether you're uh, helpful and insightful or not, but 
It's about your fans, believe it or not. And if Goody gets all these questions and he ducks all of them, the only justification that I would give him, Chewy, is if he's concerned that something he might say, kind of like some of the things he might have said to former colleagues or current colleagues that have gone public, um, if, if his concern is that by saying something today he could jeopardize whatever's going to happen with Rodgers, if he says that and admits that and that's the truth, then, I, then I'll respect that, and then I'll, then I'll be on board. Jason, is it possible that Matt LaFleur's not going to the Combine in part because he's going to be the one who ends up meeting with Aaron Rodgers here now that Rodgers is out of the darkness? Maybe. Uh, I haven't thought in those terms necessarily. Um, you know, look, this has become – I wouldn't go so far as to say it's become a trend because I don't think it's that many coaches. I'm eager to see – there's another thing that I'm eager to see today and the next couple of days is how many coaches uh, did not come because there were a handful. I think uh, Don McVay didn't come last year. There were a couple of others. So I'd be curious the reasoning behind it because I am, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm a believer in more information is better in virtually 100% of situations. More information is better than less. And if you're getting ready for the draft, and, and look, you could argue that the reason he's not going and maybe the possibility of why he sees no point in going is because Goody doesn't really have any interest in coach's input. That I could see. That I could definitely see. But the idea that um, he's not going because he's going to talk to Aaron Rodgers this week, maybe. I, I, I'm really curious. I'd, I'd ask you guys this. Who do you think is the best uh, representative for the organization right now to talk to Rogers about their desire to have him back. Who do you think would be the, if, if, if the Packers do want him back, which again, we have to acknowledge that maybe some of the reporting is inaccurate, but if the Packers indeed want him back, who would you send to talk to him? Murphy. Murphy with a big suitcase full of cash. Like he, when he, when he went down to Mississippi to see Farth. Yeah, it's just Lafleur. Lafleur well, and Rogers seemed a little scarred, disconnected, sure. disconnected. I agree. Obviously, Goody, yeah. his relationship is frayed. Yeah, I was about to say, in terms of people, he is thrown under the bus. I don't think he's thrown Murphy under the bus. Murphy's thrown him under the bus, but he hasn't been thrown Murphy. Which under the you bus. could argue, given who you're dealing with, might actually be worse. Yep, good point. So I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's no. There, like, Jay, remember. There's just a respect. Yeah, there's just a respect when- you have for guys who played the game and Murphy played the game. You can bring it to that level, you know. Yeah, like the guy we always hung was- around with, Jason, as a coach, was Nolan Cromwell, swollen Nolan, because he was uh, a great player and everyone loved him and he knew what it took to play on the field. So, yeah, from that standpoint, that's so the, what I would do. So the do. reason I asked this, the reason I asked this, is because I was, I don't know, I, I someone will have to explain to me how. Facebook knows what things I want to watch and what things I don't. But I had pop up in my feed the other day, the uh, NFL films piece on James Campen that Rogers narrated a couple of years ago. You guys remember that? Mm. Uh, Campy was with the I Texans don't at the at time. All. Yeah, it's really good, by the way. Um, if Aaron Rodgers does decide to retire and doesn't open a 
Darkness Retreat franchise, he can uh, do voiceover work. He did a really good job. But I was thinking back to the summer of 08, and Campy was on the coaching staff, and they sent Campy down to Mississippi to talk to him. And remember, Campy got in a little bit of hot water because mm-hmm. one of the things Campy said was, well, if you come back, what, there's nothing they can do to stop you from coming back and reporting. And, you know, I always wondered if that was going to cost Campy. And instead, you know, he's the longest tenured assistant coach in Packers history. But my point is, is that he was a guy that Brett had played with, that Brett trusted, and sending him down there while ultimately things got crazy was a pretty good idea. I can't think of anybody. I, I mean, what's Tom? You, you got to send Tom Clements? I don't even know if Tom Clements is still working there. <laughs> like, he might be retiring, right? So possible. I just it. It's really it's an interesting question, Gabe, and I don't know what the answer is. But you know, I, I also uh, would be curious to know. Like a couple of years ago, Matt Lafleur was like, you know, we're screwed if this guy doesn't come back. And now, you know, I don't get the sense that he's slamming his fists on the table saying we cannot we cannot move on from this guy or we're we're in really big trouble. I don't I don't get the sense of that. And maybe I'm wrong, but that's just what makes it, in my mind anyway, complicated on figuring out how to get the complicated fella on the same page with you. Well and I think Bill Huber put out an article that posted yesterday that said the time is now or the time is right to trade Aaron Rodgers and part of the defense was because they do feel more confident in who they have backing him up, who could be the heir apparent in Jordan Love. And again, I don't think that that needs to be overstated. It's just that they are more confident in him today than they were a year ago or two years ago or whenever these other decisions may have been staring them in the face. I agree, but that's, I mean, if we're being honest, and again, I really like Jordan. I've had some great conversations with him. I do agree that he has improved significantly. But if we're saying that they're more confident in him now than they were before, that's that's a really low bar. If we're, I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, he was terrible in the summer of 2020. I mean, he was as bad as some of the other quarterbacks that I've seen come through here. He was slightly better in 21's training camp. He was markedly better this past training camp. Uh, even, as I think Bill points out in his piece, even the Eagles – admitted that they were playing soft coverage when he was completing all those passes on his 10 snaps at the end of the Eagles game. Like, I think I I would be, I, I would wonder if the Packers are looking at love, if that's how they truly feel through um, not rose colored glasses, but uh, ayahuasca colored glasses. I'm sick of the quarterback's stuff, colored glasses. And they're seeing, Jordan as better than what we've actually seen. Now, in fairness, I we don't get to watch the competitive, you know, 11-on-11 11 11 periods that they do during practice during the week. We're kicked out of practice long before that. So maybe he was really good with the scout team at times. And remember, he played a bunch of snaps in practice with the ones while Rodgers was dealing with the thumb. So maybe there's been a ton of improvement since camp and since preseason, but I'm still dubious on that. I, I think he's better. But is he? Would you rather have him be your starter this year? Uh, I'm skeptical of that. I still think Rodgers is coming back. All of the stuff, I think, all of the conversations. I'm still in the camp of path of least resistance, and also I don't mm-hmm. think he wants to go out on a season where he was injured, had the broken thumb, which you know many will claim affected his ability to perform. I don't think he wants that to be the last uh, 
lasting image, last thing people think of when they think of Rodgers. Jason, we appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out with us. I know you have to. It's in your contract, but you bring so much. I don't even have a contract. It's I'm in your face. It's in your non-contract. I don't know who I'm gonna. I don't know who I'm gonna call next, but. No, uh, I appreciate you guys a lot. I really do. I like giving you a hard time. You guys are the best. And and congratulations on being like the third best morning radio show in all of America in sports, right? What, what, you were really high in the rankings this year. So kudos to you guys. Great what? Sure. Really Chewy's power rankings? I had us at five. It's definitely, it's definitely Chewy's power rankings. I had us at five. <laughs> Jason, have a great one. We'll talk to you again soon. You can listen to Jason Wildey on Wildey and Tausch right after Jen, Gabe, and Chewy from 9 to noon right here on ESPN Wisconsin.